You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Run It Back. And here again, I have another special co-host, none other than Hannah Whetstone. You guys will be seeing a whole bunch of times on the sidelines for KC Sports on ESPN+. Plus. Hannah, thank you for literally being a lifesaver <laughs> and being on the show last minute because I needed some help. So thank you. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Okay, so... Uh, once again, another tough weekend of uh, K-State soccer and volleyball, kind of just like it was last weekend, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, sugar honey iced tea happens. It happens. Uh, but unfortunately, this sugar honey iced tea sucked more than last time. Why? Because last time we lost to number four, Nebraska, and I, and I didn't think that our volleyball team played bad. It was just, hell, it's Nebraska, right? Right. Yeah a really, really, really good team, like championship contender type team. And I know it's like primetime volleyball tonight with Nebraska and I want to say Stanford. So I think that's a matchup of four and five. Okay, they're having that on primetime ESPN. How often do they do that for volleyball games, right? So obviously Nebraska is who they are. Um, and then, of course, K-State went on to see another invitational in Nashville, I want to say. They started off that invitational real solid. Beats UT Martin three straight sets, dominated, you know, packed them up exactly like they were supposed to, right? And then came Lipscomb. I didn't even know what the hell that was until literally this weekend. Uh, but I heard of them. I didn't know where they were, but I heard of them. But uh, damn it, man, this was an upset because K State lost in five sets to a two and four Lipscomb, who was one and four. At that time, in case they came in five and one. Yeah. I, I, just, I, just, got, I just gotta take a moment. I gotta I gotta take a moment. I'm I'm not upset with them because like every every K State team always has one of these losses. Yeah. A game that they had no business losing to a team. But but they did. But they did. Uh K State started off really rough. They started out um, down two sets, 25-17 and 25-18. I was watching, and I'm like, what's going, what's going on, y'all? Y'all a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like a little, a little, a little bit slower, a little, a little bit more out of position and things like that. And it's kind of, it's, it's uncharacteristic. It was uncharacteristic. That's how I know. I was like, yo, this is, yeah. Yeah, the same K State team, right, Hannah? Because like you, obviously, you were on the sidelines. You see, you see that athleticism firsthand. I know when I went to like be on the sidelines for like on the for my first K State game last season, like seeing it up close. I'm like, bro, they me, bro. They like they got that talent, and of course, other volleyball teams too. But this should not be a damn game. They should lose to against no damn Lipscomb. And I, but I will give respect to Lipscomb. They played really well. They 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 came in. They protected home floor. They did what they had to. They played really really well, and they caught K State on a bad day. That's that's kind of that's kind of what it was. They they caught us on a bad day, and it still and it went and it went to five and it went to five sets, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and like I, I'm giving I'm giving them credit, Hannah. Like they had a let's see Lipscomb. They had a let's see two sixty seven hitting percentage, three players, a double figure kills. 
I, you just got to wash your hands from it. Okay. Cause like, yeah. I can't, we, we talked about this before. This team is good. Okay. Like this right. team is good. Jason Mansell there, it was, is off to a great start. I, yeah. despite this loss, I still think it's off to a great start. What is this? What, seven games into the season? All right. Two losses. I get this is not a loss they should have, but sugar, honey, I see happens. Okay. <laughs> It's they came back after being down two sets because I've talked I've also talked to Jason Mansfield like we did um, talk to Shaylee Myers first episode. This is a team that never says die. She says that a whole bunch of times. They ain't just gonna lay down for anybody. Okay, that's first and foremost. That's one you always gotta respect. They they never gonna lay down for anybody. So they were able to come back and have a decisive fifth set after being down 0-2. They had some sort of come to Jesus moment to start the third set and was able to kind of get thing get things rolling from there so right. so leah carter there's like there's a lot of things that can be good from it despite losing in that fifth and final set i want to say what 15 17 leah carter she had 17 kills so she was straight up doing something to him uh right Naya, who was kind of coming in kind of she's a i want to say a red shirt freshman she's kind of someone who came in on the scene and be like oh she here you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's doing really well. He's getting her opportunity. She had 13 kills. Sydney Bowling, obviously the best, if not the best middle blocker in the Big 12. She had 12 kills, eight blocks. And of course, Mac Morris had 20 plus digs. That's the 22nd time in her career she's done that. So already she's doing what she needs to do. It is Shulshevsky, 32 assists, 14 digs, her second double-double of the season so far. So that's something you can take away from. I know this, once again, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pound it. This is not a game that case they should have lost. But it's it's all it's always some of these games. It's an upset. Lipscomb was real hype as they should be. They beat a, a power five team on their yeah. own form in a in like in a thrilling five set match. Like this is this is this is what teams want, especially against a team that is you know better than them. And they and they were able to get the best of K State that day. So I get it. Something things happen, right? But Hannah, they got this this K State team. They got to bounce back so disrespectfully. And yes, yeah. next week, invitational. Are you? Are you do? Are you calling that game or any of those games this weekend? Um, I'm not. I don't work volleyball oh. until we play TCU, which is exciting. But uh, I'll probably just go to those games. But I think like a big takeaway probably from this is one. Obviously, it's a huge learning experience for this team. Um, sometimes those losses just have to happen, as much as we hate for them to happen. Um, I I think it's interesting that we did have girls put up such good numbers and like if you look at the stat sheet it doesn't seem like we played terrible but then you know we suffer a loss to a team that you know we probably shouldn't so and you know I think the other thing is that it's really early in the season and I would rather get a silly loss like this out of the way now than when you know oh that was our last game you know what I mean so reaching experience for sure and I think that they'll just Come back stronger. They gotta. They gotta go in and like handle the teams that they can handle. Don't mess around. Don't take them to five sets. Go take care of business. That's my opinion. You gotta. You gotta fold them up and pack them up and put them in yeah. the suitcase. That's what you yeah. gotta do. And that's what I expect. Start the bus. Start. Yeah. The bus, start like start the bus. bus get them. Get them out of there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they play uh, LIU. I think it's what Long Island University. I don't know. I literally just looked that up. Where what LIU even stood for. Um, they play them on Thursday for the K State Invitational, yes. and then they play Rice. LIU is one and nine once again. They made it packed their behinds up, all right. And then on Saturday they play Rice, unfortunately at the same time as a uh, 
K-State Mizzou. Or actually, no, I lied. An out. They start at 12. K-State Mizzou starts at 11. But Rice is at 500. They're at 4-4 four and four on the season. Okay, so... You like once once these this is this is it this is the this is the last stretch for when it comes to conference games and then you have TCU and you have the Texas Tech and then you know stuff starts getting a little bit crazy right yeah so you gotta get this in you gotta forget that last loss it was a bad loss it was a loss to a team you shouldn't have lost to but it is what it is all right you gotta wipe your hands clean get a rag whatever and then move on to the next right because then they have a chance to be able to still start this off really really well despite having this loss to two and four lipscomb right so but i'm not worried i'm not worried hannah you're not worried and none of us none of us should be worried like i said every every case team they always there's there's always one there's always one it's a lot of teams unless you're like georgia and football you're i you're gonna lose a game you probably shouldn't it it is what it is right uh but that's all that we're gonna speak on for volleyball so far today but upcoming next, we have a very, very special guest, none other than Coach Matt Smith from K-State Soccer. You're not going to want to miss it, which also you're not going to want to miss is Home Field Apparel. Please get your girl. It's still early in the season. It's not too late. Get you a new t-shirt, get you a new sweater, a new hat. Just go up and buy the whole store, okay? Because they got you. Go to homefieldapparel.com. We will be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Run It Back. I am Jasmine Halliburton. Joined with me is none other than Hannah Whetstone, who is on the sidelines this entire year for K-State Sports on ESPN+. Plus. So look her up. And then we have none other than what we like to call the 11th doctor at Wildcat 91.9 and the goalkeeping coach for K-State soccer, none other than Coach Matt Smith. Everybody around footballs, snaps, wherever you may be sitting. <laughs> coach, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's good to be good to be back with you, Jazz. It's been a while since we've been uh, at least virtually in the same studio, if not physically in the same studio. So it's always good to see you. Great to be here. Yeah, I, I said a little bit off air. It's like, bro, we've had plenty of times at Wildcat 919, you being on Colby Van Camp Show, who was actually on my show last week. Yep. And stuff like that. So like, you know the vibes. You know you know the system. You know what I mean? But, Coach, uh, I know I got I got to start off with it. It's been a rough couple of Couple game stretches for K State soccer at the moment. A rough, you know, four game stretch, but played a lot of really tough teams. Two being Nebraska and Memphis, two ranked teams. Two obvious, like these are tournament teams, right? Nebraska didn't quite go as planned. I thought Memphis was a lot better. They only gave up one goal. Defense was there. Offense, I think what to say, three total shots, two on goal to Memphis is 28, but still they only have one goal to show for it. That's that's something in itself, right? But coach, for having such a young team with a tough four-game losing streak, how do you keep their confidence up to try to take this going into conference play? Yeah, I think that the 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 key is really is is being honest with them and not and you know, we could we could get in here and we could easily patronize them by like, hey, you're still this, you're still, you know, you know, because we came out of the gates really hot, right? Yeah. And and had some great results and and we're really rolling a little bit. And then, but we knew that it, that with the not only is it a young team in terms of age, but it's also a young group together. As we're also returning three only three starters from last year. So when you talk about when you talk about youth, you're not even necessarily talking about freshmen. You could be talking about youth and experience, right? So in terms of just not having that game time in terms of game management and and kind of as the game flows, what is demanded from you at different times and things. And those are important lessons to learn. Um, and the only way you, and and I truly believe this, that the only way you're going to learn those is the hard way. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it, it's very easy to go through those first four, if you count the two exhibitions, six games where we didn't lose. And, you know, we played two ranked teams on the road and got draws. We got a couple wins and, um, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so I think it's just about being real and getting back to what we do. Right. So, hey, the key is, is as especially as a young team, is is you can't listen to the noise. Right. When things are going good or when things are going bad, either way. Right. We talk a lot about being an ostrich, sticking your head in the sand, getting to work, period. Not worried about all the outside noise. And so I think that's really what we've got to do to, to really bounce back from that is, is be real about the situation. Let's not try to gloss over it like it's not nothing. Um, but at the same time, also having the patience with each other and the and the knowledge that we've done it. Like the, even this team, as young as it is, has done it. So it's not like, oh, I wonder if we can do it or not, right? We've already proven that we can. It's about sticking to the basics, making things a little simpler. And you know, now also we're O and O right now. Or oh no, we're going into conference play. It's a clean slate. The the idea, the goals, the goal is never to go undefeated. The goal is never to go undefeated. Now the goal is to win every game. There's a difference there, right? So it's not about looking out way out ahead of you. It's about what's in front of you and taking care of the game that's in front of you, right? So 
who went up to Vandy and against a good opponent on the road, arguably deserved a result there, didn't get it, it happens. All right, no big deal. We come in, we run into a buzzsaw against uh, against Nebraska in that first half. But really, if you see in the second half, we actually responded quite well. Um, not only did we get forward and have some chances and things like that, but also we didn't allow them to score. So there are definitely some positives you can take from that. Memphis, definitely a different time of team from uh, from Nebraska in terms of how they do things. Um, but uh, you know, I thought our kids responded well. We had some opportunities, not nearly as many as we did in the Nebraska game, oddly enough, but. Uh, we're able to keep that tight and give ourselves a chance, um, you know. And then you, I you know, I was listening to the segment before with you guys about you know regarding with with what was happening with the volleyball team, and you know, I think we kind of hit that same speed bump. You know, I think we were, um, you know, whether it was, yeah, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it was overconfidence. It's still just us trying to figure out our way, and and still trying to develop playing relationships and things like that. And so, you know, the effort was certainly there. So it was not an effort thing. And at the end of the day, as a coach. I can handle that. I can honestly, I can handle it, and we and all of us can handle that. It's, it's not about the execution because as the effort is there consistently, the execution will then come. But it doesn't happen the other way around. So it's about being patient and and st- getting back to what we do best and getting back to to our style of soccer and, and keeping things simple to be ready for for Cincinnati coming out on Thursday. For sure, Hannah, um, Coach. So you talk about like youth. You know, you've got a lot of young players. You only returned three last year. And, and I, you know, I've seen this too. Obviously, we are playing so many freshmen. How have you seen them grow specifically um, after that loss against Nebraska? You know, I mean, I feel like I saw you guys grow a lot, literally, in that match itself. You just said it. Rough first half, you came out and defended really well in the second half um, because Nebraska had no intention to take their foot off the gas. Um, and you didn't allow any more goals there. Um, but how have you seen those freshmen and, you know, young players that aren't as experienced specifically um, grow in, you know, how they manage the game, things like that? Yeah, it's, it's always really cool. I think that's the fun thing about having having a youthful team um, is sometimes they don't know any better, right? So they just go play. But then there are times where that lack of experience hurts as well. So it's a little bit of a yin and yang. You got to kind of balance that out. Um, I think what what's really fun about about this group is their eagerness to learn and their eagerness to to gain that knowledge and be able to implement that knowledge. Um, you know, we haven't had you know I've had teams in the past where players roll in and they're like, oh, this is the way I did it at my club or my high school or whatever. So I'm just going to be able to do it here. I think from the get go, they were very they were very open to new knowledge. They did there there hasn't been one peep of well, I didn't do it this way here. Um, you know, they've been very, very, you know, head first diving into, I want to be a part of K-State soccer and what that is, right? So now can I use what I did previously? Possibly, yeah. You could probably use that to kind of carry you forward, but there are going to be other demands on you. So that's always a really fun thing to kind of see them because you can tangibly see them get better and you can tangibly see them start to kind of become a college soccer player because there's a big, big difference between a youth soccer player and a college soccer player. The day-in, day-out intensity of it is the biggest change. The fact that they're doing that without their kind of nucleus of family that's there to back them up. They kind of have a new family. Um, and so it's been really cool. But the, really, the the we always talk about this. We, we joke about this a lot uh, with different players throughout their careers. But 
everybody has that, oh crap, welcome to college soccer moment. Everybody does, right? It probably happens in every sport. And I think that Nebraska game, first half of the Nebraska game may have been it for a lot of our players. Like, mm-hmm. okay, th- okay, this is welcome to college soccer. Like, if you don't, if you don't show up, if you show up at 95% instead of 100, then that happens, right? And I think the other thing they learned, maybe more, most importantly from this past Sunday, is at this level, anyone can beat you. There are no, there are no, yeah, get rid of the 6 nil, 7 nil, 8 nil wins. Like, those are a thing in the past. Everybody can beat you if you don't show up. And I think that was the lesson learned from Sunday. Um, you know, so it's good just to keep these lessons because our, our goal was never, again, our goal was never to be undefeated. Our goal was to learn, be prepared, and prepare ourselves for the conference season, which is what I think this group is ready to do. And they're ready to break out, man. I think it's all, you know, after the last couple of games, it's been, it's been, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's been, uh, you know, all rainbows and bunnies, you know, in our office, but yeah. it's all been, how can we get out of this? Not, not, hey, you guys, or hey, do your job or hey, I'm doing my job or whatever. It's none of it, I haven't heard any of that. Even in the even in the moment on Sunday, Jazz, who I know that you guys had on uh, a couple weeks ago, it was incredible. And she was like, Hey, guys, flat out, this isn't good enough. We are not good enough. So we have to be better. And it was great to see that from a sophomore who, yeah, she's played a lot of minutes. Yeah. Kids 19. And she's like, hey. It's a we thing. I've got to be better. We've got to be better. Um, and so that's been the really cool thing about this is that it could really, you know, you really come to kind of a fork in the road at this point in the season, right? Especially when you're running, you know, kind of had this little skid that we've had is you really run into a fork and it can vary. It's easy to go the bad route. That's the, yeah, that's the easy thing to do, right? Start blaming people to start kind of, you know, checking out mentally or whatever and not doing what you need to do. This group is clearly taking the other path, and they're clearly refocused. They're ready to go. Training this morning was fantastic. It was buzzing around. Everybody was buzzing around. Everybody was yapping. So I think we're all ready to go. And I, that's what's really cool about this team is as young as they are, and as as maybe what we maybe what we lack in inexperience, you know, with our inexperience, we actually gain with the inexperience of going. Hey, it happens. Let's just move on. Like this isn't a long running thing. Like let's keep in mind that yeah. Remember, for these four games, we were unbeaten. Like, it's not, you know, so it's not the end of the world. The sky is not falling. The sun's going to come up another day. It was a beautiful morning this morning. And uh, and I think these girls are really ready to go. They're ready to prove some things. And I think that's something that we, we've we tried to come back to from the from the, from the the preseason is, you know, we've kind of called it our, you know, a little bit of our piss people off tour of 2023, right? Because the, the expectations of where we're supposed to be, right, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? So I'm not, you know, we're not here to, to kind of gloss over that, but it is what it is. But hey, just go play and just go piss people off, right? Go ruin people's seasons. That's a fun thing to do. Um, and so we're getting back to that. We're getting refocused. We'll be ready to go. But I think these lessons that we've learned over these four games, I think at the end of the year, we'll look back on that and go, we're stronger as a unit because of that. Yeah. Right. I like that whole piss if piss everybody off because I know my time during band the alto saxophone section for all these years our motto was always get pissed so as soon as you said that it was a smile in my face (laughs) coach I know you in these I know pretty much the entire season but in these four losses you guys had a lot of chances offensively to get the ball in the back of the net I 
know maybe outside of Memphis, but y'all had a really good chance when we're in Strutman. It just took a a goal, like a goal line, I think, deflection from a defender with her shin, right? So, but outside of that, you guys have had a lot of chances and you're just unlucky as far as it not finding the back of the net. But what have you actually liked from such a young, not all that experienced team offensively? Because those chances have been there. Yeah, the, the coolest thing is, is how little coaching we've had to do in the attack, that it just kind of flows. And I think, you know, the way that we teach defending, the way that we teach attack are two very different things. And that, and that defending is more black and white. It's where we're going to do this. We're not going to do this. Whereas, you know, and it's more like defense is like sheet music. You play the sheet music. That's the note that's on there. You play it. Mm-hmm. Whereas attacking is a little bit more like jazz. It's a little bit more of a jam session. It's a little bit more of if this, then that, right? You see me going here. That means I need to go here. You know, that kind of thing. Um, And to see how quickly with new players and players that have never played together before, how quickly that's kind of come together. Um, Because it would be, it would be a lot more frustrating to go through this stretch if we weren't creating any opportunities to score. Like that would be the frustrating part. But we haven't had those problems. I mean, it was 1-0. We had the chance to go 1-1 against Nebraska. It was 2-1, or it was 2-0. We had a chance to pull it back to 2-1 and could have made it 2-2 even after that. You know, so it's, you know, so there's those things where, where we're knocking on the door and I have a, I have a firm belief in the soccer gods um, that that they at the, at the end of time that they will even up even each other out. If you keep putting yourself in the right places and you keep putting yourself in those situations, you're going to be ready to finish it eventually. And I think that, there's a little bit of, I think at, at first, I think we were almost surprised that we were getting good chances against good teams. And I think we very quickly realized, oh yeah, we're actually pretty good too. <laughs> so that confidence is growing and growing. And I think that, um, you know, I think once we once we see ourselves in front of the goal a little bit more and, and we that stuff still keeps to happen, you're going to see the ball start to go in. And I, I, I truly believe that when it rains, it pours. And so I think, if we get if we get one and we get two, I think it could be trouble for other teams um, because we have a lot of attacking personalities, a lot of players that are fun to watch for the ball, um, and it's just about making those right decisions at the right times and and being ready to finish your chances. Um, but you know we are creating. You know, and last year we had some trouble creating chances. This year that's not the problem. Um, you know, so it, it, that's that's part of the growth of the program and part of the growth of our players that we have in the program is now we're getting those chances. Now it's time to take the next step to put those away. Hannah? So you're the goalkeeper coach, right? And so talking about Murphy Sheaf, um, incredible goalkeeper, really cool story too, coming from Australia. Um, this season before the Nebraska game, she hadn't allowed a goal at home. And then obviously first half of the Nebraska game, does not go great. How did you, did she deal with any kind of, you know, confidence issues or doubting yourself um, or, you know, what were the emotions about that? Um, And then how did you as a coach approach that and help her, you know, move past that kind of, you know, obviously four goals and a half is a, is a big thing. And, you know, that's not all on her, but. Right. Right. Yeah. And and first of all, you guys got to get Murphy on here. She is she is the yeah. best, one of the best people you'll meet um, and can talk for England. I mean, she can talk forever. So um, but uh, I think the, the, the best thing that has helped Murphy is is her professional attitude. 
I think that that she's, you know, with goalkeepers, we got to be elephants, right? You got to be an elephant. You got to have a short-term memory, right? Get rid of it. Next thing. And also kind of understanding, okay, was there something I could have done more effectively to prevent that goal? Or was it just a good goal? Because there are such things as just good goals. Um, and I think she's really mature in that way that I think she really understands that. Um, she also is, is, is unbelievably confident in her own abilities. Um, you know, so I, I don't think that, that that bothered her at all. Um, I think it bothered her to lose. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, I mean, obviously it, it's going to bother everybody, but, and she feels that she needs, she's always looking for ways. Even when we had these shutout, that shutout string that she had where she set the, the school record for shutout minutes. She was always looking at how to how to improve herself, right? She actually wasn't happy with her performance against UTSA when we shut them out two 0 mm. We had a meeting the next day. She was like, "I just wasn't happy with how I performed." I got a text from her that night saying, "I'm going to be better. I know the team needs me to be better. I'm going to be better." And she was. And that's 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 a perfect example of what Murphy is as a player, as a person, as a teammate. Um, you know, she's always looking forward, always looking forward, and and. So I have no doubt that that was never going to be a problem with her. Um, you know, it can be, be a little stunning, you know, in the moment to kind of, whoa, what just happened? Um, but I think that, that getting into halftime, she was able to kind of settle herself. And, you know, she's, she's already shown her abilities, you know, so it's, it's going to take a lot more than one half of soccer for her to either get out of her head or her teammates to lose faith in her because everybody's seen what the kid can do. Um, you know, she, she's a game changer. And and is gonna and is gonna win us some games, keep us in some games, um, you know. So I think that's important, and I think that's really what she can do. Um, you know, she's still got some improvement to do, but I mean, the kids played in the World Cup before. You know, she was the starting yeah. goalkeeper for the under twenty. So like this, that that kind of moment is it's not gonna it's not gonna have her falter one way or the other. She's not gonna get too high, get too low. She's gonna stay pretty much even keel and, and be ready to go again. And honestly, kind of piggyback off of that, too, because Murphy has only allowed seven goals to 32 saves. Like, I'll do much about math, but that sounds like some damn good numbers to me, right? So what is having Murphy on this team who has national team experience, how does that help with kind of that defensive back line a little bit, knowing that she's back there? What is that experience? Does that like kind of leak to the rest of the defense on how they like to defend? Yeah, I think what she brings to that is is some calm. Like if you watch, if you just watch her play in a hectic moment, she's never like tense and fisted up. And, you know, she's very calm, has a great presence about her, is a great communicator. And in those chaotic moments, you need a calm, directive voice, right? You don't need somebody who's going to raise the anxiety level. You actually need somebody who's going to drop the anxiety level. But at the same time, you know, we talk about this a lot about, about reacting inversely to what your team is doing, right? So your team is down low and is kind of a little bit uh, a little bit complacent with kind of where they are. She so can kind of get them up, right? And if they're a little bit anxious, she can calm them down. But uh, but you know that's that's really what she does well is she's able to balance us out. Um, you know, super calm kids, super just and just the experience that she's had. Like this is the game is not necessarily as fast for her as it, as it may feel to maybe some of our freshmen and things like that, because she's played at a really high level. Um, and I think that only gives advantage to our team where she can see things coming maybe a little bit better because of just her experience at that level. Gotcha. Hannah, you got some? Um, 
I feel like you don't. Uh, I got one more. <laughs> um, you're headed into Big 12 play this week against Cincinnati. Um, how is the team feeling about heading into Big 12 play, um, making the tournament, and you know how do you feel like these games have prepared you for these like really important matches coming up? Yeah, well, we've played. We've played. I think of our of our what is it now? Ten games that we played. If you count exhibitions, uh, of those ten games, I think seven of them were tournament teams last year. Um, and so we've seen what that level is like, and we've succeeded against that level on the road, right? Um, you know, we beat an NCAA tournament team from last year who took TCU to the very break in UTSA at home, and kind of handled it um so i think that what the what the schedule has done leading up to this point it's really shown us where we're that we can do it but it's also shown us that we're not there yet that we still got to keep driving um you know and then you know when you come down to it everybody in our conference could be a tournament team you know there's there there are no off days now um you know i think that's the one thing that this team really thrives off of too are those challenges you know, it's it's really cool to see a team that actually not only wants to be challenged, but really really excels in those moments when they're pushed to the wall and they're driven. They handle it, right? And they step up to the mark every time. There has not been, you know, if you want to call even even the even that one against Nebraska, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but you 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 talk about the game against Nebraska, and that was our effort was still there. It wasn't, an, it wasn't an effort thing. It was that little bit of extra, right? That little bit of extra. Um, and I think that was a lesson we learned from that. And now we're rolling in and now we're 0-0 again. We're 0-0. Every game matters. I think everybody knows that. Um, and all our goals are still ahead of us. That's why That's why, that's, that's why. why there's no there's no hit the panic button right now. There's none of that. Because all our goals are still right there ahead of us. We want to make the Big 12 tournament. We want to engage in the Big 12 tournament. We want to try to make the NCAA tournament rot, right? That's those. Are, that's really kind of in order. That's what we want to do, right? And everything, all of that is still available to us, right? So we are. I think it's been a great time to kind of refocus. Um, you know, we and we've got one game this weekend, and it's at home, right? And it's against a Big Twelve newcomer, right? How about a little welcome party at the Boozer, right? <laughs> How about a little welcome party? And I think that's what we're like ready it. to do. Yeah. Um, you know, this team is ready to explode. They're ready to go. Um, you know, everybody generally speaking is healthy, uh, with one exception. Um, but she's going to be back soon and, and we're going to be firing all cylinders. I have no doubt about that. I think our leadership has been fantastic. And, and I think our freshmen are just really pumped up to see what it's all about. And we're just encouraging them to don't test the water. Don't, don't tip, don't dip your toe in. Right. Let's do a freaking cannonball. Right. And let's see where the chips fall. Right. But, you know, because the only guarantee if you don't do that is failure. Right. So yeah. not being afraid of that, not be, because we have nothing to lose. Jump in head first. Let's go. Let's see where the chips fall. And at the end of the day, if we walk away and we go, hey, we did everything we could, then everything else takes care of itself. Right. Everything like you don't have to worry about the end game. Because if you worry about the end game, you're going to trip with what's right in front of your face. So we're worried about Thursday night and going one and zero of the conference, and then carrying on from there. Dang straight. Well, Coach, I appreciate you for coming on the show. 
I'm definitely going to have to have you on again. And damn straight, I'm going to have Murphy on the show because I think it'd be really fun. And I yeah, she is the best. I didn't, you know, you know me, Jazz. I'll, I, anything for you, dude. I'm around. Let's go. Well, Coach, once again, thank you. We will be watching when you guys play Cincinnati, I want to say on Sunday? Thursday. Thursday. Seven o'clock. It's Oktoberfest, baby. And Oktoberfest. Man, I better see butts and seats. You feel me? Please. Yeah. I'm lead through all of y'all because I am in Amarillo at the moment. So please, butts and seats. That is not a request. That is an order. We will be right back here on Run It Back. See y'all in a second. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Welcome back to Run It Back here on Kansas City Sports Network. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and with me co-hosting is none other than Hannah Whetstone, sideline reporter for all K-State sports on ESPN+. And you just missed the 11th doctor himself, Coach Matt Smith, the goalkeeping coach for K-State Soccer. But first, before we get into more soccer, we got to talk about a different kind of football because NFL football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? None other than DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use KCSN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after in Swiss. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. So like I said before, if you missed the awesome interview we had with Coach Matt Smith of K-State Soccer, it's all right because you can watch this on anywhere you get your podcast on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. So Hannah, we're going to keep the ball rolling with soccer. Of course, we talked to Coach Coach Smith. Obviously, it's a little bit of a rough stretch that we got going on with K-State Soccer, dropping the last four games. And actually, also a little bit of a scoring drought as well. They we scored one goal the past five games, and that was against Oral Roberts this past weekend, which we did drop two to one. So it's it's a bump in the road. It's a bump in the road, Hannah. I know this kind of this kind of hurts my soul because we love K State, man. Is you know you don't want to see them you know have these have these bumps, have these games, but it is what it is. Not much you can do about it. Definitely not a damn thing we can do about it because we're fans, right? So we just gotta roll with the punches. We know they're a good team. They're they're youngsters. They're a young team. There's only three returning starters on this team, and yet we've already been so impressed with what they're being able to do. They played 
really, really tough teams. Two of them ranked in being Nebraska, which he did get stumped, but it's fine. Only four goals in the first half, none in the second. You got to find the positives where you can find them, right? And then they played Memphis really, really tough. Memphis was 16th ranked. We lost that game 1 0, and it could have easily, we could have easily let that game 1 nothing early on, but. It was a really good defensive play with a goal line deflection after a Morgan Strutman strike on the ball, right? So it was just one of those things. But you were on the sideline for this Memphis game. What kind of what did you see from them? Because they had a, Memphis had a lot of shots on goal, twenty eight to be or twenty eight total shots, and I want to say they only had eight shots on goal, but only one goal to really show for it. So defensively, there was something there, but offensively. K-State only had three shots, two of which on goal. So what did you see from the sidelines in that game? Yeah, so to start off, obviously they were coming off, you know, a tough loss against Nebraska. You know, obviously, um, when I talked to Coach Dabini before the game, you know, to interview him, I talked about, you know, what did we learn from that game? We talked about how the Nebraska game was a measuring stick for this K-State team. And he talked about, you know, they learned a lot from that game. Uh, that They were ready to go. They were putting that behind them. I'd learned a lot about. Uh, coming out strong, obviously, defensively, uh, which they did. And, um, you know, like taking care of business. And obviously the Memphis game did not go the way they wanted to. But I will say what I noticed is I saw players playing with a lot more confidence and um, aggressive in the first half. I think that that's been an uphill battle for this K-State team is coming out not reserved, um, but coming out aggressive. And obviously, right away, we see Morgan Stretman, you know, dispossess the ball from the goalkeeper, get a good look. Um, and I was really excited when I saw that, you know, trying to contain my excitement on the sideline because I was like, first of all, that would have been sick. Second yeah. of all, I was like, okay, like we're going to get this rolling. Uh, and then that ended up being their only shot of the half. Um, had a couple more in the second half. But defensively, I thought that they played a lot better. They ended up changing their formation and put four in the backfield plus Murphy um, in the goal. And uh, that proved to be rather advantageous for K-State. We played a three, you know, I, you know, I'm bad with my soccer formation, but we had three in the backfield for the, so- or for the Nebraska game and moving to four um, worked a lot better for us against Memphis. So I, I have a feeling that we might continue to see that against some of those more attacking style teams but you know just like we heard from coach smith i think that k-state can you know hold their head high with that performance again memphis was a ranked team that was a big matchup dare i say another measuring stick for this k-state team and you could definitely see the growth from the nebraska game to the memphis game uh and you know even after that I think they're going to continue to grow i'm going to go visit with some k-state soccer players in 45 minutes and i'm anxious to hear about their thoughts on that game and the Nebraska game and, uh, you know, how they've grown from that too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, and, and moving on from, like, the Memphis game where they played really well defensively, like, they only gave up one goal. They had 28 total shots. Eight of them were on goal and things like that. They had, you said, they had that confidence, right? Not necessarily as much uh, on the offensive side of it, even though we know, we talked to coaches about this, they had, had a ton of, offensive chances they just didn't get lucky with any of them and that kind of still kind of it's just a slump it's a slump because now you go to Warren Roberts another team that you know could there's like definitely a really good chance to win and we were up in that game we were up one nil 
going into halftime and then Oral Roberts, they ended up getting two second half goals to to win two to one against K-State. And I know it's just one of the things, it's just, it hurts, it hurts my soul. You know, and the shot differential, it worked in K-State's favor. K-State had 24 total shots to Oral Roberts, 19. 10 of those 24 were on goal. 10 of those shots were on goal for K-State and it only resulted in one. Once again, a couple, the ball bounces a different way. We'd be having a different conversation, right? And then seven shots on goal for Oral Roberts. Uh, Murphy Sheaf was responsible for five saves. K-State had seven corners. Uh, Oral Roberts, two offsides. K-State won the foul differential, 14 fouls to Oral Roberts, nine, right? So they're still playing that aggressiveness. They're still playing that they have, they have the contents offensively. We know this. It's just once again, it's just that slow. It's, it's that slow. It's that, it's that bump in the road that they're doing all they can on the offensive side. It's, it's, just, it's just not falling. Like the, the shots just aren't falling. They're not getting into the back of the net. It is what it is. That's just something that you can't necessarily fix other than just keep shooting, right? Like yeah. you, you just got to keep shooting the ball and just see until wait until it gets in the back of the net. And honestly, I do want to credit a lot of this offense because we talked about Morgan Strutman uh, beforehand when we talked to uh, Jasmine Brown, mentioned her a bit because she was about to lead K-State 1-0 against Memphis early on if it wasn't a really good defensive deflection at the goal line right so she's been something offensively like a little like a bright spot for sure offensively this season so far but something I do want to talk about is currency how she's been kind of a catalyst for all the offensive breaks that Casey has she not only has been a huge factor with her assists and obviously she's the one kicking in the corners right she always she's this any anytime Casey's going into the attacking third Crying is more than likely she she's one of the main ones main ones who kind of gets that push and she always wants to push the ball up. If anything slows her down, you can just see the frustration in her face. It's just if if anything, just like oh the, the ball bounced just slightly off her foot or slightly off someone else's foot when they're about to make a break, you can just see like oh because we're trying we're trying to go fast. Every time there's a foul and she wants to kick the ball off and the ref tells her to wait a minute, you can be like she you can just see her face just say yeah. <laughs> okay. Like she wants, she wants to go fast. She wants to go quickly. She wants to press the ball upfield. And I think that's been quite a huge part of because Coach Smith talked about that they have had more offensive chances this season than they had last season. And I want to say that currency has been part of that equation. Yeah, I think she's a transfer. You know, obviously from UTSA, uh, and she is a hundred percent a force to be reckoned with on that front line for KC. Um, I feel like from a spectator's, you know point of view I see her playing style as fast paced like you mentioned she's aggressive and she's super vocal I think that she leads um that that front line really well um and it is so evident that she wants to win she's highly highly competitive um and she does a really good job I think also communicating with Aliyah Elnagar the actual senior captain on the team um because obviously Aliyah plays defense and Kieran plays almost solely offense and so um they communicate so well on the field being down there it's been so so interesting to watch the way that they you know lead together super dynamically um and she the other thing is she passes the ball super well I think that she sees the field um in ways that other players don't and she records a lot of assists that way and, and and sets people up for success like we said you know maybe some of those goals aren't fighting the back of the net like we would hope they do but even if it isn't Kieran who's taking those shots, she is a lot of the times the one 
setting her teammates up for success too, which I think also speaks to, you know, her versatility as a player and her ability to like make things happen offensively for this K-State team. So, yeah, for sure. Cause she's been the catalyst of it. I know Ada Ederson and she's been one really strong, especially like kind of that midfield forward position where she's been, you know, playing here and there a lot. And in these, in these losses that they have, in the four straight losses that they've had, and I know I want to say five losses where they've only had one goal in, in the past five games, right? And I know starting with, because um, it kind of started with Creighton, they they were able, they weren't um, able to get a goal in that one. They had five shots on goal against Vandy. They had five shots on goal. Nebraska, seven shots. Memphis, only two, because like I said, they had to do their job defensively in that game, but still... I thought they did really well against the 16th ranked team in the country. And then, of course, Oral Roberts, 10 shots on goal. It's not often you get 10 shots on goal and still lose the match, right? They Like we've yeah. talked about before with Coach Smith, the chances are there. They have the players. They're a really young team. Now they just have to, like we talked about with volleyball before, you just got to wipe the sleep clean. You just got to wash your hands, get a rag, dry your hands off, throw it in the recycling bin, whatever. And you just got to keep moving forward because now this K-State team has Cincinnati up next. And Cincinnati, yeah. I know they're... They're, they're both of these teams, KC and Cincinnati, are walking into Thursday saying, like, this is a game that we can win. Because I know Cincinnati, they're at 1 4 and 2 right now. K State is at 2 4 and 2, I think. I want to say now, counting that loss to War Robbers. So it's a start, and it's a start of the Big, big 12 play. Cincinnati is going to be like, this is a clean slate. K State is going to be like, this is a clean slate. And yes. each one knows what they have to do. So that's why this is going to be the tone setter for the rest of the season. Obviously, these non-conference literally don't really matter <laughs> anymore. Right. Yeah. I guess well, it you know, matter anymore. Yeah. Coach Smith literally said, we go into this Big 12 play, we are 0-0. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's probably the mindset of every Big 12 team. And so, and again, you talk about both of these teams coming in with, with something to prove. K-State is done with this, we're a new program. Because they're not now. You know, and they're ready to leave that behind as well. We don't want to be treated as this new program or like, oh, this is why we haven't seen the success because we're a new program. K-State's ready to shed that and actually prove to people that they are a force to be reckoned with in Big 12 soccer. And, you know, in that same sense, Cincinnati has a chip on their shoulder too, right? This is a new conference for them. And they're, I'm sure that they are very eager to set the tone um, so obviously I have a feeling that this is going to be a great matchup and exciting one as, you know, as unbiased as I have to be on the sideline in my head, I want my cats to win. Um, because while I did not used to be as invested in the soccer team, I am now highly invested in them and am like, oh my gosh, I love them all so much. This is so fun. Uh, I want these cats to come out on top. So Definitely, they're skin in the game for both of these teams, and they're both going to be eager to come out with a win and get some points. But I think that, you know, if, if coach, you know, the way that Coach Smith is talking about this team's attitude about these last few games and how it's prepared them for this, I, I think that they're, they're on the right track to some Big 12 success. Yes. See, this KC team is going to do what they have to do. On the fans' end, you heard Coach Smith. He wants butts in seats. He wants a welcoming party for Cincinnati, who is making their brand new debut in a very new conference at home. We need to make this one of the most hostile environments they've ever experienced <laughs> in their damn life. And yes. you guys are able to do that. So this game is going to be on Thursday, 7 p.m. All right. 
please, what's in seats? I want to live vicariously through all of y'all because I am not in Manhattan, okay? I want the vibes. I want the screams. I want the yelling because we've seen it in that building before and they play so much better for it. So please, butts and seats. And same thing on K-State Volleyball. And they got the K-State Invitational that will be this week. We need them to beat these two teams, LIU and Rice, so disrespectfully because yes. they got hit that lift right after having a bad loss to Lipscomb. Okay, and they have that chance to do that. So if y'all in the area, please go to their games as well. This, these two games will be at home for K-State. So we have three games, two volleyball games, one soccer game, all at home, no excuses. But thank you guys for watching Run It Back Here. Thank you, Hannah, for being my gracious co-host and saving my life, like I mentioned before earlier on. <laughs> Thanks, and a huge shout-out to Coach Smith for coming on this show. And this has been Run It Back. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.